You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist. I've been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. If you tuned in to last week's episode, you would have heard me say that when you are in flow, when you allow your mind to settle, when you are in charge of your own state of mind, there is an end to stress. You literally swipe stress out of your life. You simply take the stress away. It's actually more effortless than that. Because you are present, the stress isn't. It's as simple as that. But people can misunderstand what I've just said. I recollect a number of years ago, I worked with a large corporate who were big into their employees' physical and mental health. And every year they would have a wellness week. So they'd have all kinds of people setting up stalls in the communal areas of the campus. They would have conversations, focus groups, they'd have presentations. And I remember one of the senior leadership team, I worked with the whole team at the time, individually and together, but I remember one of the senior leadership team telling me that they had had a speaker from one of the large health insurers to talk to the assembled multitudes about the benefits of meditation. You see, the leadership team were big into meditation by that stage because they had seen the difference in terms of personal effectiveness, in terms of peace of mind, in terms of work-life balance, but most importantly, from the perspective of the person that was paying the bills, the corporate themselves, the bottom line had seen a major uplift as a result of their own effectiveness and efficiency and, as we said last week, applied mindfulness. Now, there, there's that phrase again. And really, the bottom line, if I can use that well-worn financial expression in terms of applied mindfulness, the bottom line actually is what being present and focused and applying that presence and focus does to the bottom line. Everything we talk about in these podcast episodes, they're all about achieving results, not being cool, calm, and collected, but what flows from being cool, calm, and collected. Not being in charge of your own state of mind, but what flows from, in practical terms, in real results, in what flows from being in charge of your own state of mind. But back to my friend on the senior leadership team who told me that they had had this speaker from one of the large health insurers talk to a large group of employees about the benefits of meditation. Now, I don't know how much they were going to convince the assembled multitudes in the 30 minutes that they had available to them. That's why I don't do that kind of thing. Never done that kind of thing. I haven't been a a performing monkey, as I said, to one particular client a few years ago. I don't do after dinner speeches. I don't do 
30 minute slots because as you will gather from the amount of material on my website, the number of podcasts, the number of Facebook lives, the number of weekly videos and tips that go out every Thursday and have been going out every Thursday since 2008. As you'll gather, this is something that you gradually immerse yourself in, gradually understand, gradually experience. And you see, there's the key. Because once you experience presence of mind, once you experience being in charge of your own state of mind, once you experience being in flow, everything changes. Once experienced, none of that can be unexperienced. So as I said, this poor lady, as it was, wasn't given much of a chance. She was given 30 minutes to explain the benefits of meditation. And apparently for the first 27 or 28 minutes, she did a really good job. She captured her audience's attention and explained, first of all, what stress does to the mind and the body. And more importantly, how meditation does the exact opposite to the mind and body as compared to what stress does. So she was doing well for 27 or 28 minutes until she got to her closing remarks. And she said, you know, once you develop your ability to be present through meditation, you will never suffer from stress in your life again. And everybody kind of groaned and threw up their hands and said, all oh, right, okay, we were doing fine until we got a totally unrealistic, off-the-wall promise. That's what basically she said at the end of her speech. Lost them completely. And unfortunately, in the process, many of the people who sat there listening to her that day misread what was, in fact, one of life's little or perhaps grand opportunities to start living life to the full, to start afresh. Now, let me explain what I mean by starting afresh before I go any further. We were born, we were all born, and in the first few months of our lives, the neural pathways in our brain were constructed. There was some damage done in the early construction, but that's neither here nor there, because by the time we were around 12 months old, we had a sufficient network sufficient neural network to ensure that if bits had been damaged along the way, we had the complete set of tools to enable us soak in the information by way of psychological snapshots that we would need to make our way in the world. Up to the age of two, that process continued, but at a lesser pace. And then around the age of two, we, through developing what psychology calls theory of mind, learned how to make our way in the world. We realized at the age of two that we were not what we thought we were. Up to then, we thought we were the center of the universe. And worse, we thought that everybody else thought that we were the center of the universe too. Imagine the surprise, imagine the shock of discovering that basically very few people really care about you. Imagine the shock of realizing that you can't just click your fingers and get what you want in this life. Imagine the shock of realizing that you have to collaborate, communicate, negotiate, and manipulate those around you 
to have a half decent chance of making your way in the world. That's what we learn during the third year of our lives. And during that third year, as a result of trial and error, success and failure, most importantly, the things that people do for us that we often, as a result of not having the necessary filters, interpret as things being done to us, we take psychological snapshots that result in our having a complete album of our own perceived strengths and weaknesses and our own abilities, inabilities, and most importantly, because they have primary pride of place in our album of psychological snapshots, we know our perceived inadequacies. Now, you see, I've used the word perceived a number of times there because that's all these things were. And that's all these things still are, even though people will often blame their childhood. And rightly so, by the way, if they're using their minds normally. Really, if they're going to blame anybody, they should blame themselves for using their minds normally. But as I said to you on a number of occasions before, this isn't a blame game. This is a responsibility game. This is about taking responsibility for your own state of mind. And as I said a minute ago, starting your life afresh. Because to recap, by the age of three, you think you know who you are. By the age of 12 or 13, you filled in the gaps in that knowledge based on what you had already learned. So it's already filtered learning up to the age of 12 or 13. After the age of 12 or 13, because of the way the brain evolved, you learn nothing new. It's all downhill from there. Until at some point along the way, some people, and unfortunately few people, and by virtue of the fact that you're listening to this, you may be one of these people, who realize there's more to life than the ordinary every day, making it through the ordinary every day. There's more to me than I thought. There's more to me than meets the eye. There's more to me than my perceived strengths and weaknesses, strengths included. There's more to me than my perceived inadequacies. It's time to start afresh. We start afresh by taking control of our own state of mind. We start afresh because we're seeing the world with fresh eyes as a result of tuning in to what we're seeing, feeling, hearing, smelling, and tasting. And as a result of starting afresh, our mind begins by sidelining the baggage that we've been carrying with us throughout our life up to the point at which we do start afresh. Perhaps the most incumbent baggage that we have with us is the stuff that comes from the evolutionary priority of survival. That evolutionary priority means that we make our choices moment to moment automatically, if we're using our minds normally. And the most automatic of those choices is stress. So I'm coming back around to the point, my poor beleaguered speaker at that particular wellness conference was trying to make. 
as she got to the 27th, 28th, 29th minute of her speech, as I told you, she said, once you're in that state of mind, once you have developed your ability to be mindful, you'll never suffer from another moment's stress in your life. Now that, I'm afraid, is crap. And it's crap for the simple reason that your life is made of moments. And if you have made that choice to turn up to this moment at this moment in time, there isn't going to be an inkling of stress. It's actually better than that. I'll explain what I mean by that in a minute. You're not going to have a care in the world. Now, it doesn't matter what is going on around you. It doesn't matter what challenges you have to face. When you're present in the moment, you don't have a care in the world. All you have is an experience of that moment, even if it is a moment of great challenge. We often hear when people are facing moments of existential challenge that they find or discover what might be described as superhuman powers. Now, that is because they're just in the moment. That is because they are just doing what they are doing. That is because, as a result of the size of the challenge, they don't have time to think about what they need to do. They just do it. That is presence. That is being in flow. That is being in the zone. And whilst that might happen in a moment of great challenge, our challenge is to ensure that we do what it takes every day to get to the point where we're capable of doing what it takes every now to choose our state of mind deliberately rather than allow those choices be made for us automatically. As you know from previous conversations, our minds are designed to operate on autopilot. Cognitive psychology actually calls it the autopilot. The autopilot, your autopilot, like any autopilot, needs programs. That's how autopilots run. You learn those programs, as I described a few minutes ago, during your formative years, when you were young and impressionable. The things that made you, in particular, feel less adequate or inadequate. Those are the programs that have pride of place in the automatic pilot's program log. As a result of taking those psychological snapshots, you will have built up defense systems. We all have heard of psychological defenses. You will have built up defense systems against something that isn't there because this is all going on in your mind so you may have some way of reacting or misbehaving let's call a spade a spade in a particular situation that actually only exists in your own imagination as a result of which not only does the situation exist in, in your own imagination the way in which you behave is imaginary Boy, not only does it feel real, 
in particular because of what stress will do to your body as a result of finding yourself being misbehaving. Not only does it feel real, it messes with everybody else as well as your own energy. But when you come into the here and now, when you develop your ability to be present, when you develop your ability to deliberately choose rather than allow the automatic pilot make the automatic choice for you. Because by the way, the choices that the automatic pilot will make are always going to be wrong for the simple reason that it's using false data. It's using data from stuff that you imagined when you were two or three. And, and that is why people get themselves into trouble or more simply, that is why people never grasp the opportunities that they could grasp by making the right choice to change their lives. That is why people struggle. That is why people suffer from stress. But back to my friend again. If I'm in that state of mind, quote unquote, I'm quoting her, I'm not saying it, quote unquote, you'll never suffer from another moment's stress in your life. As I said a minute ago, that's crap because we have to make the choice deliberately, not every morning, but every now, because your life is lived in nows. As I have explained in this week's free video that actually goes out tomorrow on the 25th, as I explained in this week's video, despite the fact that you certainly appear to be solid, you know, you can slap your arm or slap yourself across the face and you feel pretty solid. Despite that, you are nothing other than, or perhaps you are nothing greater than, because this is great, a shimmering body of super strings of energy, trillions of them. Despite the fact that you appear solid, despite the fact that you can look at yourself in the mirror and say to yourself, oh yeah, that's me. That's me, recognize me from yesterday when I got up this morning. Despite that, you are vibrating in and out of existence through the shimmering of those super strings of energy 20,000 times a second. That means every second, there are 20,000 opportunities to choose. Now, it doesn't go down to that minute detail. Your automatic pilot will make its choices, perhaps minute to minute. Or it might make its choices hour to hour. Let me, let, me, let me divert into that or digress into that for just a moment. Say someone annoys you and you lose your temper and you're in that mood for the next hour. You've done nothing about changing the choice that you made an hour ago when you're in a, a, a mood or angry still an hour later. You could have made a different choice at any moment, either before, during or after the anger had been triggered in you. You could have decided that I'm calm. It doesn't matter what this lunatic, chances are he's a normal crazy person, says to me, I'm going to remain calm. That's a choice. Or you could lose your temper as a result of being confronted by a normal crazy person. Take a deep breath and choose a different action. Because losing your temper was a reaction. Or you could have fumed for a couple of minutes and then pulled yourself together. But most people don't do that. Most people don't do any of the above. Most people will just let the automatic pilot look after 
how external perceived events pull their chain, raise them up or drag them down. And the interesting thing is that the events about which we have perceptions, they're only perceived too because of the way in which, when we're using our automatic pilot, we never experience what our five senses are telling us. Everything is filtered through the automatic pilot, or let me put it more bluntly, everything is filtered through the stuff that we learned when we were two or three years of age. And as a result of filtering that stuff through that outdated, so-called stored knowledge, we make absolute nonsense of what is going on in the here and now, and then make it worse by reacting to the absolute nonsense that we made of the reality of the moment. That could happen any of us any moment. And that is why my friend, that speaker, was wrong. Once you gain control of your own state of mind, you will not suffer stress in that moment. But you might suffer stress in the next moment, because in the next moment, you then have to afresh make a new choice. When I talk about starting your life afresh, this is something you have to do all of the time because your life is lived in moments, moment to moment. You have to keep making the right choice. Let me put it a different way. Today is May the 24th, 2023. You will never live this day again. You will never live the past hour again. You'll never live this moment again. And that means, first of all, that it is kind of important that you turn up to this moment, isn't it? Otherwise, your life is passing you by. It's also kind of important that you make the right choice to facilitate that. Now, you might say to yourself, how am I going to make the right choice? 60 minutes an hour, 60 seconds a minute, 20,000 times a second. Now, obviously, that would be exhausting. And any of you who know me will know that I'm constantly and regularly talking about how, when we're in the zone, everything becomes effortless. So it's the exact opposite of hard work. Because what we need to do is tune our mind up to enable it to make those choices for us as a result of the way in which we restructure our brain through meditation. Let's look at this at a practical level. I regularly have conversations with people where they say to me, I have this important meeting or conversation that I have to have with somebody important later on today. What am I going to say? Or I thought about it and I think I'll say this. Or, and if he says this, I'll say that. And if she says this, I'll say the other. And I say to all of these people, you're getting way ahead of yourself. You're thinking about the unthinkable. You're thinking, in the case of a conversation, about what's going on in another person's mind, when chances are, if you're going to behave that way, you have no idea what's going on in your mind. They have no idea what's going on in their mind. How in God's name can you plan a conversation? And they say to me, but what will I say? 
one of the things I need to say or do to ensure that I get the kind of outcome that I'm looking for in any situation, any situation at all. I only gave the conversation or discussion as an example. In any situation at all, well, what will I do? And my answer is, if you turn up to the here and now, you're doing mind, you'll have heard that phrase from me before, we'll always know exactly what to do, but better than that, it'll know exactly how to do it. And better than that, it'll simply and effortlessly enable you do it. What am I saying? I'm saying that if you meditate every morning, properly, meditate properly every morning, sit up straight, bring a bit of discipline to mind and body, if you meditate properly every morning, you're going to restructure the left prefrontal cortex of your brain, what might be described as the conductor of the orchestra, the chef d'orchestre that ensures that all the other key pieces of the brain are in tune and playing harmonious music. The key pieces I'm talking about are the insula, the amygdala, and the hippocampus in the subcortical brain. These together constitute your decision-making apparatus, your problem-solving apparatus, and your doing brain. You don't have to reinvent the wheel here. That is what this part of your brain has always done, except it has always only done that in life-threatening situations. But as a result of meditation, as a result of the way in which the chef d'orchestre marshals the various different instruments in your subcortical brain, they are transformed. They are literally restructured. The neural pathways, the nuclei, the axons in those three components, the amygdala, the insula, and the hippocampus are reconfigured. They're expanded. And as a result of that, they communicate with each other in a completely novel way that has two major implications for you in terms of living your life afresh. The first one is that no longer are these parts of your brain only able to behave that way in a threatening situation they are able to behave that way in any situation in which you encounter opportunity or synchronicity. But as a result of their being in harmony in a totally novel way, you don't just encounter opportunity or synchronicity anymore. You create it. That's number one. And number two, and there's experiment that proves this, the more harmonious these three components of the subcortical or doing brain become, the more the perceptions, big pictures in your photograph album from the psychological snapshots that you took when you were young and impressionable, the more they fade away. So you don't have to make the choice to be present moment to moment. As a result of restructuring your brain, as a result of the way in which the subcortical brain is renewed, reconstructed, restructured, the subcortical brain makes these choices 
for you in a completely and utterly different way to the way in which the automatic pilot, which is in a completely different part of the brain, by the way, the thinking part of the brain, your subcortical brain will look after all this stuff for you. You've only one thing to do, and that is very deliberately every day make the most important choice of your day to sit I was going to say to sit down, to sit up, bring a little bit of discipline to mind and body and meditate like your life depended upon it because it does. Then you will experience less stress in your life because stress is an automatic choice that the automatic pilot made from a survival perspective donkeys years ago in evolutionary times. As a result of your restructuring your brain, you will encounter less and less stress, diminishing all the time. The stress will be diminishing all the time, not as a result of you pushing the stress away, not as a result of your taking some action to deliberately remove stress from your life, but the stress will gradually fade away as a result of the way in which you gradually become increasingly present in each moment to the point where you are in flow most of the time, every day, to the point where you are in flow almost all of the time, every day, to the point where you are moving through each now, doing the right thing effortlessly. As the number of moments of presence in your day increases, so does the number of moments of stress in your day decrease. I reckon the graph, as one line goes up, the other one goes down, is almost a perfect X. This is a journey you might have gathered as a result of what I've just said. This is not a quick fix. It is a quick fix moment to moment, by the way, but there are lots of moments in our day, as we said earlier on, as we know from the ups and downs of the things that are going on in our day every day. It's a quick fix moment to moment. Certainly, if you were confronted by a man-eating or woman-eating tiger seven or 8,000 years ago, it was a very quick and effective fix indeed. But in terms of the totality of the tapestry of your everyday life. It is a fix that gradually bleeds into that tapestry. The more you thread that tapestry with moments of presence, and moments of applied mindfulness, as we discussed last week, the fuller the tapestry of your everyday life will be with mindfulness perfect moments to the extent that eventually the tapestry will almost be completely mindful perfect moments moment to moment now to now it all starts it all ends with choice and it's not the choice am I present now or am I all over the place Early on in the journey, you might find that if you were to ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? 
your self-awareness would tell you that you are all over the place. But even recognizing that is a moment of mindfulness, a moment of self-awareness, a moment of growing understanding and experience of who you are. But coming back to the point in relation to the choice, am I present or all over the place? You don't have to make that choice. Your subcortical brain will make that choice for you if you tune up your subcortical brain appropriately. That's through daily meditation. There's no other way to do it. Nothing could be simpler than sitting down for seven or eight minutes every day to transform all the other minutes of that day and your life. In other words, when online program owners say to me, you need to follow the process, you need to trust the process, that's what they're actually talking about. They're talking about following the process, in other words, putting your best foot forward each now every day, ensuring that you meditate every day, and when they talk about trusting the process, basically what they're saying is that when you meditate every day, you are going to experience flow. You are going to experience opportunity and synchronicity, and you are going to be a creator of opportunity and synchronicity. And you are going to experience a life that moment to moment is carefree and where stress isn't. Thanks for tuning in. I hope, I hope I'm making a difference. I, I hope you are doing what it takes because I can only pass on the message. You're the person that would change your life. You've been listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go. To get involved, join me in my Facebook group, strangely enough called to succeed just let go and for more information visit www.willie-horton.com